Our reading this morning is from Matthew chapter 14. Immediately, Jesus made the disciples get into the boat and go on ahead to the other side while he dismissed the crowds. And after he had dismissed the crowds, he went up the mountain by himself to pray. When evening came, he was there alone. But by this time, the boat, battered by the waves, was far from the land, for the wind was against them. And early in the morning, he came walking toward them on the sea. But when the disciples saw him walking on the sea, they were terrified, saying, It is a ghost! And they cried out in fear. But immediately Jesus spoke to them and said, Take heart, it is I. Do not be afraid. Peter answered him, Lord, if it is you, command me to come to you on the water. He said, Come. So Peter got out of the boat, started walking on the water, and came toward Jesus. But when he noticed the strong wind, he became frightened. And beginning to sink, he cried out, Lord, save me. Jesus immediately reached out his hand and caught him, saying to him, You of little faith, why did you doubt? When they got into the boat, the wind ceased, and those in the boat worshipped him, saying, Truly you are the Son of God. Word of God, word of life. Thanks be to God. Be seated. This might be one of the most true-to-life stories in the Bible. Jesus has just fed 5,000 people with two fish and five loaves of bread and is needing time alone. So he sends his disciples and tells them to get into a boat and go to the other side of the lake. And without notice, the Sea of Galilee becomes unruly and the waters batter the boat enough to provoke panic and seasickness, even for seasoned fishermen. And then at dawn, after a turbulent night at sea, Jesus comes walking on the water, and the disciples lose it. They see a human figure walking on the foam surrounded by mist. What is happening? And then Jesus speaks. Take heart, it is I. Do not be afraid. How can they not be afraid? They are in the middle of a turbulent sea held only by a wooden boat. The vastness of unpredictable open water is threatening. You cannot run away in water. You can't yell for help, at least not for long. You can't light a flare. Your wallet and your phone are of no use. A wave can crush you, riptide will pull you under, your drenched clothes weigh you down, and your wiggling toes look like live bait to sharks and creatures who lurk in depths beyond what you can see or imagine. This summer, even, there were stories of experienced swimmers who drowned paddleboarding on seemingly calm water. In an instant, the board floats away, leaving them in the depths of the unknown where water overtakes life. 
Now, clearly, Matthew's audience would have been aware of the perils of the sea. But the untamed, unpredictable sea is also a metaphor for the unknown and times of change that the church and all of us encounter. This story is spoken and given to us today, Mount Olivet. On Tuesday, the church council announced the closure of the Mount Olivet Child Learning Center. In February, at our annual meeting, the congregation voted to approve a deficit budget for the church and the Child Learning Center, meaning reserves funds were needed to balance the budget. We celebrate the paying off of Mount Olivet's $1.1 million mortgage, but the reality was for many families, the money they gave to pay off the mortgage meant that they were not contributing to the general fund. The church council with its call and responsibility to financial oversight was tasked with assessing the finances while holding Mount Olivet's mission and vision in the future ahead. The landscape of childcare has become increasingly complex post-COVID with staffing shortages, inflation, and regulatory requirements. The Child Learning Center will use all of its reserves by the end of 2023, and it is so very risky to run a nonprofit without any financial reserves. Church staff administrates the Learning Center, which is requiring more human resource than is available or possible. And it is heartache to end something that has been life-giving and to know that this decision will impact people directly. Like the sea, the landscape of life and church does not stay stagnant. We are faced with decisions that impact the viability of the church now and in the future. The decision to end an important ministry was done holding both faith and the discernment of God and also the details of real life. Wanting to ensure that families have time to find other care and teachers receive the support as they transition to new work. And this change we, we know and trust will open up a new future for the space downstairs. Although we haven't reached that side yet, utilizing it for good in the community without the administrative responsibility. And the waves still batter the boat. Mount Olivet has been around for a really long time, over 140 years, and I can just imagine the discernment and decisions made by people we will never know. People holding faith and the details of what it means to trust in a living God and lead a nonprofit. I have only seen the view for the last 16 of those years. And with that, the leaving and calling of new pastors, the reduction of church staff to meet the needs of the church now and the future, taking a stand on matters of faith and justice and partnering and investing 
in a community meal that continues to be a lifeline, weathering a global pandemic, and now the closing of a child learning center. The community led by a variety of leaders through the years, discerning the path ahead, making decisions, and it's hard, turbulent work to which we are called. And this work has brought us to each new day and a continued call to find our place in God's unfolding story. And this is the center of the gospel story today. How does the boat, the church, make it to the other side, battered by changing landscapes and big decisions? Did you notice that Jesus does not jump over the sea and the chaos to get to the other side? And he also doesn't get real deep in the waters. He walks on it, reminding us that God is God, even in the seas of uncertainty. Jesus goes even there. I have heard too many sermons imploring me to have the faith of Peter, and if only I keep the faith, I will be able to walk on water and weather the storm. And Peter does ask to step out into the chaos. He is teetering on the crushing waves with a little bit of faith to step out and also the limits of human capacity and Jesus who is right there. He maneuvers for a moment and then he is succumb, but Jesus reaches down into the depth of doubt and pulls him up. And then Jesus and Peter get back in the boat, still filled with all the varied versions of anxiety, fear, and uncertainty. And it is only when Jesus gets into the boat that the winds cease. There is no escaping the storms in this life. And Jesus is the one who sends the church to new places. We cannot stay where we are, where we cannot predict, though, what we will encounter. But the same waves that battered the boat are now the force that propelled Jesus and his disciples to the other side of the lake, a new place that they were called to go. There is no way to get to the other side, to the future without crossing the seas, and even the most seasoned sailors cannot predict what we will encounter. But just when we feel alone, left to perish, Jesus walks to find us in the wave of change and unsettledness to remind us that it is God with us. We will never have the faith to still the storm, only to trust in the one who creates, forgives, sustains, and saves, even now. As Pastor Kristen mentioned, once a quarter or so, 
we have a healing service. It happens to land today. Anointing with oil is used for healing in the Bible. And anointing with oil is also a sign of a call. God's healing presence comes to find you and us amid the waves of this life, reminding us that God's presence is near, calling us together to a future, a mission, and hope on the other side. Thanks be to God. Amen.